Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, I have my old mate and housemate Justin Kaczynski in the studio, and we'll look back at our fond memories of living together for over seven years. Of course, Cozzy will come in and chat about Spud's game, a match for mental health, the St Kilda-Brisbane game tomorrow night, and we continue to discuss the dangerous tackle and what is the long-term play there. That's all to come on Footy Talk. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Footy Talk on this Thursday, the 22nd of June, as we gear up for round 15 of the AFL, kicking off tonight, Melbourne v the Cats. We'll talk about that game later, but this is where you get your daily dose of news, interviews, analysis, and if you are listening to Footy Talk and listening on Apple, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you, but I have a very special guest today. No, it's not Rui, it's no one else. I've got my housemate, Cozzy, Justin Kaczynski, 200 games for St Kilda, 247 goals, played in a couple of losing Grand Finals with me, and I didn't know this, Cosy. One NAB Cup Premiership captain. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Footy Talk. First of all, morning, mate. Did That's a captain. little trivia question. Did you yeah. Cap- what year? What year? Um, I don't know. What years did we win it? That's what I don't. I don't know. I think it was in Adelaide. Um, uh, it was forty-two degrees. I remember 2008? that. Two thousand eight. Eight must have been two thousand eight. But the thing is, Rui played in it, and Rui was the captain. So I don't know why. I don't know why I was the captain. I can remember Ross coming to me and saying, you're captain tonight, or you're going to be captain this week. Oh, Rui just having a day off, didn't want uh, Yeah. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why isn't Rui playing or who else? Or I, I thought when he asked me, I thought, there's 10 blokes not going to be playing. Yeah. I'm like, I must have been the best of the rest. But Rui played in it. Yeah, and I think Jason Graham won the Michael Tuck medal, best yeah. on ground that yeah, day. Grammy. I was yeah. watching Grammy's highlights the other day. It's, surprised, it's not surprising, but remember how good he was. Jason Graham. Yeah. Now, he could bang him from anywhere. He was a star. Hey, we've got you in for a reason, a very special reason this round, and we will get to that. It is, of course, Spud's game tomorrow night. St Kilda v Brisbane, a very special cause and close to your heart. But before we, we get to that... Um, I was just thinking the other day, I was watching the Ashes. I stayed up late the other night. I slept on the couch. I got the uh, the doona out and I dozed in and out and I was able to watch the last hour. And it just reminded me. The last day? I, the watched? last day. Day oh, five. I went to sleep. You and fell asleep. And then I woke up and saw the score and saw what happened. I was like, shit. Well, I fell asleep but woke up at about quarter past three in the morning. So I got to see the last hour. But watching it and laying on the couch under the doona reminded me of when you and I lived together because we were housemates for seven years. And it took me back to the famous 2005 Ashes series in England, where every test, I think, went to the final session. And you and I snuggled up under a doona for about uh, 16 days through those Ashes tests, did, watching the cricket and living together. They were good times, wasn't it? It's a long time ago now, Amazing thinking about when we used times. to live together. That's, it's over 15 years ago. But what about that series, just Flintoff and uh, Gilchrist. Uh, terrorizing Gilchrist yeah. and Morney taking 40-odd wickets and... Uh, Peterson was going mad, wasn't he? So, yeah, but we did. We shared some uh, some good times. We watched up on the L-shaped couch because uh, we had the long long bit and the short bit. <laughs> you used to lay in the long bit and I used to sit in the short bit. <laughs> short bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, what were your memories living together? you enjoy it? Of course, mate. It's a lifelong friendship. Um, I'm, uh, it's coming back to me in spades now that you're looking after me and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and helping me out. And uh, um, No, it was good. You taught me a lot and... Um, very, very fond memories. I th- it feels a bit like that, didn't it? You took me under your wing. I was a, a youngster in my second year and I'd broken my ankle and I was still living with mum and dad. And I remember, still never forget you and Rui coming up to me at the best and fairest and asking whether I would like to move in with you two boys. And I remember going over to dad at, at BNF and said, dad, Rui and Cosy have just asked me to live together. What do you think? And dad said it was a no brainer and I'd learn a lot. And we certainly did. We had one year with Rui and then we had to get rid of him because he was a pain in the ass to live with. Yeah. He was, he was, he, he was, was OCD and anal. He was he was in his hectic stage. Yeah. Like he hadn't relaxed yet. And yep. he'd get home and there was just 
a million times written on a bit of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he used to write affirmations. His, his affirmations. He used to have pages and pages of affirmations. And you and I were just worrying about, I don't know, what we're going <laughs> to do on the weekends. And exactly. he was uh, he was too far ahead of us. So we kicked him out and then you and I had seven years together. And they were fond memories. I absolutely loved those times. What have you thought of the Saints this year before we get into it? You, you know, you're close there. You're doing a little bit of ruck work with the boys. What have you made of the Saints season? Um, it's pretty pleasing. I think it's uh, it's been a good transition. Ross and the boys have, have got them playing with a bit of effort. I think they've, they've fallen off a little bit now, but... I don't know. What's your take? The, it's, it's a young list, and it's hard to bring that 100% effort 100% of the time, and we're getting late in the season. They might be getting a little bit tired, but the foundation's there, I think. Um, they play for Ross. He's got to meet it out of the palm of the hands. And, you know, Lenny and Harves and, uh, and Boris Enright, I'm really impressed with those guys and how they've, how they've motivated these kids and these other guys, probably in their mid-20s, have found another gear and found their career again. Yeah, I think from whatever happens from here, you can see exactly how the platform St Kilda wanted to lay. They've still got a long way to go, but all the kids are playing and getting and showing that they're going to be really good players. Windhager back into the side, but we know about Owens and Caminiti's come out of nowhere, and of course King and Filippo and, and these sorts of guys. And then you're seeing a game style that is going to be sustainable. We know that, that Ross Lyon coach teams play a sustainable game style, so that'll all hold up. Really well, and uh, whatever happens from here, they'll be in good stead uh, going forward. Speaking of Rossi, just going back to the game last week against Richmond, how weird was it seeing Ross Lyon coach against our former teammate, Andrew McWalter, little mini, who was our, you know, an important player in our team. You need those role players and the worker bees, but to see mini going up against Ross Lyon, that was a bit weird. Well, we were talking about it before, and it just makes you feel old. Like, our generation now becoming coaches, and it does. It's, um, you know, for the, the kid that walked into Moorabbin, you know, from Terralgon or wherever he's from, from Gippsland, and, and to see him come in and become probably the ultimate professional, wasn't he? When he learnt, when he learnt a few things and uh, played a real good role in our team, and um, it's so great, and I'm so proud to see him doing well. And then we speak about Ross Lyon as, as the coach, and it's uh, David Zaharakis, who was on the show yesterday. Footy Talk did a very good job first time with Abby Holmes. He spoke yesterday about... Um, when Brad Scott walked into the Bombers this year and straight away he um, he gave them a bit of a kick up the backside with, with what he said to the playing group about wanting to win. And we're asked whether Ross Lyon did something similar. Now, I'm not sure whether you want to share the story or not, but Ross won up that. Ross made a statement on his very first day, didn't he? This, uh, oh, when he started the first That's time? That's the first time he started. Yeah. To, when we were first coming through with him in 2007. Seven, yeah. I think um, he did make a statement. We got back first day uh, pre-season. We went on a run, yep. didn't we? we went on like a 20-minute run. And uh, Troy Swartz, old teammate of ours, um, didn't keep up with the pack. And it was it was a pretty slow jog. And, and he called him upstairs after that while we were doing weights and, and sacked him on the spot. So. Yep. Um, that was Ross's. Uh, that was Ross's statement when he walked in and he, made us all pull our socks up a bit. Did he? What he meant business on his first day. Troy Schwartz was told that uh, there's no spot for you on the list. He still hadn't been signed. I'm pretty sure. So he was out, and then that was it from that oh, moment. Right. He hadn't been signed. I, I, oh, I maybe just presumed it was start of the preseason. It was like start. He had a contract. Maybe like, I don't sure how it worked, but like he'd been there seven or eight years. Surely he was signed for the year. Potentially, I can't that. remember. We maybe need to check that. We'll work that out. But it was his first day. Troy Schwartz just came in and said to the boys, boys, I've just been sacked. Ross Lyons uh, cut me. And from that moment on, we knew that Ross, the boss, meant business. Hey, we're going to get into some of the other news. Uh, first of all, Tim Membry, just for those Saints fans listening, is going to have an eight-week training block, just trying to deal with a bit of a grumbly knee, trying to find a bit of confidence and some of his best form. But I want to get into, first of all, 
the buys. I don't know if you've kept track of this, Cosy, but so far this year, five of the six teams that have come off the buy have had a loss. It always seems to be a bit of an issue for some teams. Have you got any theory? Mate, I have no idea. Like, I don't dive into it that hard. <laughs> You're not for you? I'm not a footy nerd like you. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Probably one, everyone goes and gets on the there's drink. There's another story that we used to live together. It used to drive me insane watching the footy. You'd watch every <laughs> bloody game every week, and I just wanted to watch something funny or get my head out of it. And you'd just be sitting there flicking between every single game. Yeah, we needed the two TV so I could watch the footy and you could watch your movies. Right, we won't get into that then. I want to then ask you about the dangerous tackle because this is something that is a bit closer to home for you because we are trying to crack down on the dangerous tackles. And the reason is that is we want to stop head knocks. We want to stop players' heads hitting the turf because of the long-term effects of concussion that we are learning more and more about. We are going through a sticky situation. We know it's tricky. But before I get your take, I want to take a listen to the AFLPA president, Paddy Dangerfield, who's got his PA hat on in this interview with Waitley, talking about whether we need to stick out the process that's happening at the moment in regards to dangerous tackles. I'm really clear personally that this is the right path forward. Really clear because what we've learned over concussion over the last, you know, three to five years is, is hugely significant compared to the previous three to five years and so on and so forth. So I think as we, we learn more about what this is and the long term health implications are, we'll take it even more seriously. So I think as we, as we approach that, then it's just, it's, it's not even worth the debate because we know the outcome is simply not worth it. We have to get better at dealing with, with head-high trauma. And as frustrating as it is for your favourite player to miss games or as a player to miss games, we've got to look at it through the lens that this is the right thing for the game going forward to try and change behaviour. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. And as you said, you know, there's been whatever it is, 25-odd, say, incidents. But you'd go, you'd match that with the 10,000-odd tackles that there's probably been throughout the year. So, of course, there's going to be uproar at different stages when there's such a significant shift, but it's it's a shift for the good of the game, the good of the players. So I, I can't help but think that this is the right path. So does it? I applaud Paddy Dangerfield for that. I think that was very clear. It's very concise. It's probably what we've been wanting to hear from someone from the AFL in regards to this is why we are doing it. I think it makes complete sense. We understand it's a bit messy at the moment, but to get to a changing behavior, you need to go through a patch where we're trying to find the line and what is acceptable and what's not. For someone that is living with the effects of long-term concussion, What's your take on, on Dangerfield's comments and the rule around the, the tackling in particular? Well, it is good to hear him be so clear about it. And I, I actually feel for the players and the coaches on how, the, how they're actually going to coach this at the moment, like how to tackle. Like, are you going to take a backward step? Do you not get into it? Do you, you know, you, you're fired up, right? Mm. You, you, you've been learned how, taught how to tackle a certain way your whole life, and now it's all changing. But I think Paddy's right. We'll look back on it in a couple of years and go, well, it wasn't an issue. The game's changed. It's still a physical game, but we are preventing you know, some, some potential concussions. And, and for somebody who's had multiple um, and, and now live with, the, and live with the consequences of it, and we're learning so much more about CTE and the after effects, so I think um, it's a contact sport. Things are going to happen accidentally. But we, if we can mitigate and take out the, the, uh, the, 
purpose, one, ones that are going to happen on purpose, all good for the game and for the players. Yeah, I agree. This is a long-term play. And for the, the hysteria around, you know, 20 players missing a game of footy, players miss footy for a whole bunch of reasons. I think we just have to stick it out. We will find the right balance and we will be better off as players and as an industry in the long term, not just while they're playing, but for players post their career. So there has been a bit of hysteria. And the talk about, oh, we don't want a player missing a grand final because of a dangerous tackle and these sorts of things. Think about a player missing a grand final because he was slung into the ground, he's head at the turf, and he misses a grand final because of concussion. So let's change the behavior now, and hopefully then we don't get to that that point. So it's really important, of course, and speaking of concussions, I mean, we've got teammates, we've got other players that we know are suffering effects long term, and we've now, you know, Paddy McCartan's been ruled out for the rest of the season again with concussion. Are we taking it seriously enough as an industry? Well, we have to. I think I think we are, and this is a good step. In it's a good step in the right direction. And um, you know, we'll, I think we'll look back on it. Players will change their techniques. We'll play the game differently, and it's it's just not going to happen. And if we can if we can stamp it out, it's safer safer for everyone to play. In a minute, we will get to what you're really here for, Cos, and that is to chat about Spud's game, the big clash tomorrow night between St Kilda and Brisbane. We'll take a quick little break. Of course, if you do have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram or TikTok. And tomorrow, I'll be on with Fev. So, looking forward to that one. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. We have a very special guest, Justin Kozitsky, in the studio today. And, Cozzy, you are here because, of course, tomorrow is Spud's game, a match for mental health, St Kilda v Brisbane. And this is important because two in five Australians will experience mental health in their lifetime. But for males between the age of 15 to 45, they are the ones at most risk. And in particular, suicide is the leading cause of loss of life in that age bracket. It's a significant game, uh, trying to raise plenty of awareness and yeah, funds. Absolutely. So, you know, it's very close to me because I've got a role at, at the Danny Frawley Centre. And, um, you know, Spud's message is the show up for your mate. So, you know, it's, it's blowing the lid off the stigma of mental health. And as you said, two in five people will, will suffer some sort of mental health in their life. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that just haven't got the courage to speak up or don't know or, you know, your best mate. So the, the clear message is to show up. Uh, show up for your mate, show up for yourself, show up for the game. Um, come and watch us two run around in the mini match before it. Yeah. Be, uh, a couple of old hacks. We'll uh, we'll be on just after seven before the big one. But um, it's I think it's just it's a very it's shining a light on on what what's out there and uh, and helping people speak up and ask your mate how you going. And of course, Spud's game will also raise much needed funds to for mental health initiatives going on at the Danny Frawley Centre, which are doing great things. And, and you spoke about you are working there, so you are all across that. Just a quick one for our, our listeners. What would your advice be to someone who is listening to this and suffering from mental health or if they have family or friends that they suspect might be suffering from mental health? What the advice would be to what find would, out how to go about it? No, what, what's, what would be the advice for someone who's maybe hasn't spoken up or uh, is struggling with mental health and not sure what to do? Um, look, I, I think it's finding somebody that you trust, um, that, that knows that, that are not going to judge you. Um, that you trust that you can tell someone about and um, that when, when something's shared, the weight's taken off you a little bit. So, you know, it might be a, a parent or a sibling or a great mate or even a, a psychologist or somebody that you can just talk about, talk to about it. Um, I know my experiences, once I, you know, the stigma and shame keeps it in and, you, and the, the masculinity in you wants, doesn't want you to, to look weak. Um, and it's very hard to talk about it because you compare yourself to everyone else and you think everyone else was flying. But in reality... 
not everyone's going okay. So the um, just opening your mouth relieves it, and then they can go on and help you. And it, and it's surprising. I was surprised when I said something about it how much help came to me. You, but you really have to make that first step and do it yourself. And just quickly, what are some of the, the initiatives that are going on at the, the Danny Frawley Centre and how can people get involved or join up? Um, look, at, we're, we're open to the public. We um, At the footy club, at Moorabbin Footy Club? At, at Moorabbin Footy Club. Um, you know, we're, we're all about mental fitness and mental health. So um, training your body and your mind just to be to the, be the best version of you, that you can. Um, my role is connecting past players. We're doing it like, and it's all about connections. So showing up tomorrow night um, for the for the game um, is all about showing up for yourself. And we're going to have a play. We're going, to, as you said, we're going to have a kick. There's a, a celebrity nine on nine beforehand. There's um, Ryan Brockoff, the NBL basketball, a former NBA player. Archie Thompson, uh, the boys that do the um, Dill Buckley, yeah, Dill Buckley, the Chelsea Frawley, Spud's daughter, yep. uh, who I work closely with, who's one of the most courageous people I've ever met. Um, you know, going through the loss of her dad and. Um, her own battles, and she just continually shows up for, for everybody, and she's going to have a run around tomorrow night, so really looking forward to that. And, of course, it is a big game, and if any of these topics do affect you, please reach out your support network or call Lifeline 13 11 14. I won't get your take on the game tonight then because you tell me you don't really follow it closely enough. Who's but playing? Geelong and Melbourne, down at Geelong, it's a big, big game. Uh, I think that Melbourne, for me, are a genuine premiership contender. They are the equal favourites to win it. No Clayton Oliver, which is an interesting one again about why he hasn't been picked. But Geelong without Dangerfield, I know they're at home. They're just not the same Geelong of old. I know people think maybe they could get back there, and of course they could. But until we see it, I'm finding it hard to pick the Cats. I think Melbourne, professional outfit, best defensive team in the comp. I think they find a way to get it done at GMHBA Stadium. But that is a big one, and I will dissect it tomorrow with Fev. He's probably in the same boat as you. I'm not sure how much Fev will watch of it. But I will chat with him tomorrow. I really appreciate you coming in, Cozzy. Uh, don't be a stranger to Footy Talk. We'll have you in again. And for everyone listening, get along or find a way to support Spud's game tomorrow night, a match for mental health, St Kilda v Brisbane. Until then, enjoy your day. Listener.